busted. <laughs> What's going on, guys? Welcome to another episode of Life of the Lost. Uh, we are your hosts. On one side is Megan, and on this side is Sam. Sorry, I know you guys can't see which side we're on, but trust us, we are <laughs> each uh, parallel t- parallel to each other. Um, anyways, uh, getting into this week's topic. Megan, do you want to? Yeah, so I know if you follow us on Instagram, the last post I, we made, and it's funny because it's like, I, I always want to say I made because um, usually I'm the one making posts and you're always helping me, but like, it's it's hard to have like an Instagram with two voices as well, so that's why I'm like, sorry. Well, yeah. <laughs> maybe uh, we'll have to add some of my voice in. Absolutely. Then. But what I was going to say is that um, I know... Last week when we had posted uh, for the podcast that we had posted last week's podcast, I had promised like drama and suspense um, with this week's topic. Just kind of going a little bit more into why we took a really giant, well, what felt like like a really giant hiatus of Suki. Yeah. Um, but what I want to just start out by saying before we get into it is... One, if you hear these tiny little sounds in the background, it's our seven-month-year-old Oreo, and he just found out he's 19 pounds, which is ridiculous. He's a big boy. Yes. <laughs> when we got him, he was six pounds. Oh, he was this baby little brain, brain, bean. He was so tiny, and now he's 20 freaking pounds. He's this huge, like... And I never wanted him to pass 20 pounds. Well, he's 19. I never wanted him to pass 20 because I think to get on a plane, um, I remember reading in Sun Country... You have to, they have to be under 20 pounds with the carrier. Spot a seat. Can you, can you buy a dog a seat? On one of the flights, uh, Frontier, you can't. That's all I know. Some, I'm sure, possibly. But if you just go to Delta, they'll do it. Yeah, possibly. I mean, why not? I'm paying like 300 bucks for a seat. I know, right? Like, Like, let him sit. (laughs) Anything can sit in that seat. Even if I just have his little... Anyways, (laughs) Anyways, <laughs> um, yes, what I was going to say is, uh, before we kind of jump into this topic, I just wanted to talk really quickly about like the holidays that are coming up and tomorrow's Thanksgiving. And I know yesterday I was like crying a little bit to Sam and just telling him how much that I miss my family and how much I just really want to be around them right now. Talk about it. <laughs> Sorry, I just had to say that. It's what is a it's a Raiders. Uh, sorry, not Raiders. Just a Good Morning Football. That's what they say when um, somebody's talking up like their um, ideas or their reasonings behind whether a team is winning or why a team won. Mm. So that's why I was like, hey, talk about it. Hey. So, anyways, that's me like hyping you up, talking about um, you know, homes being homesick. Yeah, and I think it's it's interesting, right? Because I feel very blessed to have a place to be homesick from and I think that I have a lot of friends who you know their parents died or their parents don't want to be in their family in their life anymore or you know maybe the the kids disown their parents or you know whatever the the case may be they're just not able to be around um their immediate family and I know that it's really hard it's really hard being away um for me just being out of state so let alone the people who are struggling through this time you know I just wanted to say that our hearts and our thoughts are with you and this, I'm going to post this tonight, so if, you know, you're super lonely or you're feeling out of it or whatever the case may be, we are, we're just going to be around tomorrow. We'll be having our turkey and everything, um, 
not sure if I want to eat turkey yet. But oh, beast. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. That's true. Um, but anyways, we'll be just around, um, probably in a food coma. So we'll, you know, if you need to reach out and vent, whatever the case is, we'll be here. Yeah. Kind of going off of that, we've... I haven't had meat since March. <coughs> oh, Sam gosh. can't say the same. Yeah, no, I can't. Well, we started go. Um, we started. Um, we decided to go vegan together. Um, and obviously, I haven't stayed 100 percent vegan this entire time. I've had your occasional cheese puffs, and um, I had mozzarella cheese sticks one time. Yeah, but I think it's okay sometimes when you're talking about the if you're really trying to do this for like a lifetime, you know, nothing in your life, nothing ever in life, I think is perfect. But I think the truly important thing is the consistency. Yeah, you'll have your bad days. But as long as the majority of the time is in your favor of what you want to do, I think that that's the most important part. Mm-hmm. And kind of going back to it and not not giving up on yourself, I think. Exactly. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> so what I wanted to paint the scene for what I'm going to say um, and kind of like a little bit of story time I'm going to get into. Uh, this was in July. It was a summer, a very hot summer in Minnesota. And me and my mom and my dad were on our way to my little brother's lacrosse game. And we wanted to stop really quick at Burger King. And... Right when we pulled up into the parking lot, I got a phone call and I looked down and it was from my doctor and she said, hey Megan, I know it's a, was it Friday or a Saturday? I want to say maybe it was a Friday, but it was like later. She's like, I, I know it's Friday, um, but I just want to let you know that your test results came in and um, just, I'm really sorry to tell you, but you have cancer and you know we'll talk about like the next did they tell you what kind of cancer or just that you had cancer um they had been doing tests in my neck and so they had they already done like a biopsy yeah and it sucked because i had already i had to wait like three months to figure out jeez what the results of that which was is really frustrating um, three months of just like trying to be patient and and you probably would have already had a hunch that it was something the reasons why being needing a biopsy they're probably concerned that there is something which is even more stressful probably because you're like dang now i gotta wait yeah it was just kind of like a weird kind of cycle and i know i got into this in, an, in a previous episode but i can go really quickly on how how it kind of came to be and i was just in the doctor's office and it's, they were feeling my neck and they're like hey there's a bump and i was like oh weird and then they decided to go into blood test and then the blood test led to you have like a severe thyroid problem we think you have Hashimoto's disease all right what do I do you take this kind of medicine um we also want to get a ultrasound ultrasound led to a biopsy biopsy led to that moment we're talking about hey so my mom and dad were really super sad and they had called their parents and (laughs) I just remember being like okay I don't really want to eat Burger King anymore I just kind of want to sit in the car and at the time I remember I don't know how you do that like <laughs> I'd be so sad but I'd be like yeah just just give me a double whopper uh, <laughs> with uh, french fries please Thanks. I think eventually I went inside I uh, I took like a few moments to be outside by myself I had called like my significant other at the time and it's just interesting because I remember uh him not answering the phone and that just kind of like led to a string of like horrible times within like this kind of battle of just not having the support that I felt like I really wanted. But 
we can get into that later but uh anyway so we, we go to the lacrosse game and I have to just pretend everything's okay, right? Because I can't, I'm not going to go tell my brother before he has his game. I think it's kind of selfish of me. So during the entire game, I'm super like angry and aggressive and, and I'm known to be kind of aggressive during games in general, but this time I was just super angry and super mad. And um, I don't know if I've ever really like told my brother before, but I've gotten in so many fights on behalf of him in hockey and lacrosse with other parents of like surprised you haven't teams. gotten smacked i know it's because you're a girl i know and my only and defense, you didn't fight with girls i don't think no, you fought I with didn't. dudes yeah i always fought with dudes and that you. was the funny <laughs> thing though because it was always the dads of the other like player on the team and they'd be screaming at me right and my only the, defense the was yes the dads would be i'd be getting in fights with them my only defense was I can't believe you're gonna talk to a 17 year old minor that way after I had already hyped them up so hard. Oh (laughs) my god! You guys, I have such a big mouth on me. Anyways, um, (laughs) I um, (laughs) I was you know I was even more angry. And back in the day, I was already angry in general. And this time, it was just like foot like you know tenfold. But I remember leaving, um, Michael was done with his game, and Oreo was choking on a toy. Alright, we're good. There was this really tall hill, and I remember seeing Michael, and, and I told him I had to talk to him, and we were on the top of this hill, and you look down, and it's a parking lot, and it's the bus, you know, of him with his teammates. He has to go on it, and I remember telling him and saying, like, hey, just want to let you know, um, I just found out I had cancer, and he just said, you know, you have to start believing in God. And I know you don't really believe in God, but something, something like this is going to. And I still don't believe in God to this day. (laughs) I'm just kidding. He said, you just have to believe that you'll get better. You'll, you have to believe that you'll fight through this, that you'll make it. Interesting. How are such like intelligent people like have such strength in like God when God is like the most illogical thing to prove or to have any but i think that's why though right when you feel so helpless you have to sometimes blame or sometimes look for support and in, in something right and in this this being i think people find support yeah i mean even even i guess maybe i can't speak for my whole life but i guess in my in moment in my life now even when good things happen i'm very thankful of god like i'm thankful of like my food mm-hmm. and like you know just being able to have like have you know healthy maya and you know you know oreos and good spirits our little pup mm-hmm. even though he's battling something right now but yeah but you know i'm always blessed with the, the time in laka obviously god bless his soul um but anyway sorry i, I sorry <laughs> no it's it's easy to like kind of I, when I you had hear a grateful the, moment just here this day. <laughs> yeah, and like when you think about God and, and like how people, how what God is to people and, and the majority of people, I guess that like me and you surround ourselves with, you know, that it, it it might to other people they might pry to it, and maybe to us where it's a reminder of how grateful we are, you know, for whatever the reason is. But yeah, it was, it was a very interesting moment, and I remember hugging him and just being like, you know, I will, I will, but like, not actually understanding, you know, what what that means to believe in something to make you feel better, and you know, it's it's weird. Um, it, it's a weird moment, and I just kind of want to talk about the struggle a little bit about about cancer and about how that happened because I think that a lot of the time I pretend like 
hey guys, yeah, oh yeah, you, like, your, your mom had cancer, yeah, hmm, like, I remember when I had cancer, like, in the back of my head, or, oh yeah, I remember, like, yeah, blah, 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 and I think it's, like, annoying, because I don't give myself enough credit for a lot of the, the battle that I had to endure, but I also, like, jump back really quick, and I'm, like, don't forget that your doctor told you, like, one in five people have cancer, or have thyroid cancer specifically, so I always feel like, you know, this is the easiest kind of cancer to have, so I sell myself short. And when you, so, <laughs> I'm like, oh, oh, fuck, my neck. Um, so uh, they found out because there was an elevated level of white blood cells. Yeah, okay. and and then thyroid levels, I guess, were kind of high. But I didn't know thyroid had their own levels. Oh, yeah, they have a bunch. I Dang. have to get. How do you get tested? Um, well, I just get my blood tested. And they're like, it's called like TH, T, TH or T something. Look at my, my, my mouth sign in my <laughs> chart real quick now. Yeah, you can. You have to specifically ask for um, your thyroid levels. And I think they, uh, I think they, um, they did that though, recently? like a year ago. Yeah, remember when like I a full got blood like panel. my, yeah, yeah, my like sugar level is like ridiculous. Yeah, but no, it's, no, no, that's just a phase. But Are that's actually sure? <laughs> like something serious that I wanted to bring up too. Like I have so many things in my head, but I, I always want to talk about and advocate for people who feel like, you know, during this time, especially you know holidays or it becoming winter or darker earlier in the day, um, you know, depression, seasonal depression, things like that in general, I would just tell people to just go get your thyroid levels checked because it could cause like so many things that you wouldn't even think of in your body. And you might, have, you might be listening and don't even know you had a thyroid. And what, what were your symptoms of that? It was ridiculous to be honest. And this is when, when I, this is why sometimes I hesitate on talking about my, my initial symptoms because it, brings people in panic literally the doctor asked me do you have dry skin that was one and it was did in the you? winter time well yeah it was in the winter time of course i did but, um. <laughs> and you're in minnesota it's freezing the other one was do you get tired easy i was in college of course i got tired easy i was always up at nights at like you know praying and doing my homework like a good girl <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> uh, nevertheless, those were the two questions that they had asked me um, before I had a biopsy. So that was, it's silly, right? But what I guess what the main point is that if you're feeling down, if you're feeling a little bit not like yourself, or you're feeling like anxious or hyper or have a hard time like focusing, I just say, just go, go in, go into urgent care, go in to see your normal doctor, just get your thyroid levels checked because I think that's super important. Yeah, just speaking of that, I was just looking at my, like, level of when I got, um, when I got it taken for 121. Oh, it was this year? Nice. In April? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what it's called. The, uh, the, the Honestly, like, I might as well, um. Thyroid levels? Because I think I did it. Look it up. Yeah, I'd love if you did because I'm on this page and I don't want to change the page and you would think i would know by now because i've had <laughs> this was like 10 years ago that initially happened that i would know exactly what levels i'm looking for I, but um i feel like you like tuned a lot of it out and i think that's the problem and that's kind of what i wanted to talk about this and go into this a little bit more because i do whoop sam's Sorry, food is I here food. i'll go get it right quick i oh, appreciate that you're did you, did you already give them you're a lifesaver yeah i did okay what's on the menu Sam's menu today, we have a 
grilled swordfish steak with a brioche <laughs> bun with a little bit of tata sauce and lettuce and tomato with a side order of crispy golden fries. Is this an mm -mm. infomercial of what you got? Yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right, Back. so I'm logging into my MSK really quick. Identify my face, please. Authenticating. Oh, MSK. This is a bummer. What, what is MSK? I'm going to have to go look at my um no. password thing because it logged me out. Okay, this is super going way fast forward into the story, but now that we're kind of on it, I'll just go with the flow. Um, when I got to New York City, it was really scary because I had you know, my own thyroid kind of team in Minnesota. And so coming out here, I didn't have any insurance at the time. I was really panicky about my pills, about getting a job in time to pay for everything. Um, you know, you have to get ultrasounds and tests and all these things very often. And so I was really fortunate enough to scoop a job pretty quickly after I got here. And my mom we had realized that there is one of the best cancer centers here called Memorial Sloan Kettering Cancer Center, um, MSK for short. And I had to actually apply to go there and to be seen by their doctors. And it was kind of like, it was very scary. I'm like, am I going to make the team? And I was a little worried because I had I had previously had cancer and so in the moment I didn't have cancer so I was like I don't think they're gonna take me or accept me because I don't have cancer and I was talking to these people on the phone and they were just like you really need to send in everything that you've ever had like every single test result um everything that your uh, surgeon said all of these things so I had gathered this giant packet sent it in to them and then they had a, a team of people look at it and decide like is she worthy enough to be seen by us kind of thing. So I remember getting a, getting the phone call and I was at work and I was so excited and my friends there were just hugging me and like I was like in tears because I was like this is this is really cool to be to, to feel safe um, at where I'm being seen. You know, I, I don't know anything about New York City and I, I felt like this was a really good cancer center. Yeah, I definitely feel like the city I can't speak for any other like state but I know that like in the city there's like an emphasis on like I don't know like good doctor ratings there's so many doctors in the city that it's very easy to kind of get a subpar doctor if you're not really looking or you're not really like going with what you feel in your heart finding a doctor and that's like a process especially when you're working and <clears throat> you know they can only see you in certain hours and like you know that that's always kind of a a strain i mean like even in even in your vicinity like how like back home like how many doctors would have been available in general like to choose from in, in general when you want to like be seen by somebody would yeah you know? and, and like how i just went about being seen by doctors at home was just yeah who was, was my that? pediatrician when i was younger okay well then like you know you just google somebody really quick and like somebody ref refers you to this person and you get referred to this person and so um, I do remember having like two different thyroid doctors because I didn't really like one of them. Um, and I, I changed, <laughs> it was funny. I remember the woman, she was really kind, but, uh, I felt as if she 
was too lax about everything and maybe i'm more like i need a hands-on person who like needs to talk me through things in minnesota or here? yeah in minnesota okay and i had gone through two doctors there and then i had picked somebody else and what was like the 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 distance from were they far or close oh to my house yeah i guess i don't know and what 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 would be another question too on top of that what would be uh unrealistic distance for a doctor it, I guess it depends on like who you're seeing, right? It's a specialist. Pediatrician? I mean, not a pediatrician. Sorry, like a general doctor? Um, so I don't think I've ever really had a general doctor. Um, I just mostly had my thyroid doctor who I went to go see, but they were about like 30 to 40 minutes away. But even, oh, really? So like yeah. who, when you first saw your doctor, who, and who first diagnosed you? Uh, it was like a urgent care, just getting like a regular physical for school. No way. Yeah, just like. Wow, just that doctor was spot on good yeah they just felt my neck that's how this whole thing started but did you did you feel so i had no idea what they were talking about i felt like something maybe but they're like do you do you feel that and i was like i mean that's my neck no not really where on the right side under my ear so you go you take your fingers maybe maybe your one two three maybe your third finger down from you know the bottom of your earlobe that's kind of where and it was like a mass um, yeah yeah it was a tumor actually oh so it was like hard did you remember feeling something hard i don't really remember feeling and i also kind of remember not really wanting anything to do with it but i'm just like i don't know what's happening it's like feeling. anxiety checking my neck right now well and it's interesting too because what what they thought in the beginning it's oh it's like a inflamed lymph node and you get inflamed lymph nodes with common colds but it wasn't hurting was it no that's the scary part <laughs> it, it was it, i mean when you like pushed on it it was like ah, like there's something there but obviously you're not going to just go push on every random part of your body but um <laughs> do you need to think no like sorry i so um i rolled this this uh blunt here and um uh i was again to talk and we got sidetracked but i realized that when i was talking to you earlier i um i did not push the weed down creating a little bit of an air and and tightness and so i'm just intently looking at it like as if it was like a piece of hair sticking out of your perfectly combed hair as if just like oh it's so debilitatingly irritating and i'm like i must salvage this (laughs) i must fix this so i'm just trying to push it down and that's it sorry about that guys um but um so kind of leading up to we're talking about doctor's offices it's interesting because (laughs) sorry it's interesting because (laughs) sorry i was trying to like think of like kind of where i want to go with this i know that i'm kind of going all over the place um but i hope you're still following uh so you know got diagnosed at the lacrosse game then from there on like when are you gonna have surgery it was in the winter so i waited a few more months until surgery And, um, I think that I just genuinely try to block a lot of like the bad parts out because I know that I was really anxious and really scared. I remember that I had even watched a stupid movie about taking too much, um, anesthesia and what happens if you, (laughs) I know. I never, (laughs) 
I never thought that that was possible until I met you. <laughs> yeah, there's and it's a possibility if you take too much that. anesthesia or not too much. If they don't give you enough anesthesia, what happens and what happens is like you can be pretty much awake for your entire surgery, but oh you God. have enough anesthesia or whatever in you to not be able to alert somebody. Um, and, you know, sometimes they like tape your eyes down. Um, so how could you Damn, like that's alert ser- that's them serious to know? surgery then? Yeah. I, well, how would they know? Like, like they wouldn't. Think- so then you have to go through the pain and like of somebody cutting you open no. and like all of these things. Like I wish like. Man, so that was in the I back of my surgery. Head. I'm just gonna be like, yo, can you like double check those doses for me, please, please? Don't, don't. I don't want this. I know. Did you tell them no? You just trusting. God. I'll be honest. Like so, there was this one pre-op um, appointment, and I went with my mom. And it's where you have to sign the papers saying, you know, I am aware that I could die from the surgery. I am aware that, you know. How did you feel when you signed that? I just remember walking in there and being like, kind of like, mm, it's, it is what it is. Um, because I don't know when you're scared, what does that do? You know, it, it's scary. But, but like in that moment, I couldn't really do anything because eventually I was going to go into surgery. But I will say one thing that I regretted, or what, what that I do regret right now, is not taking care of myself before surgery. Uh, I really wish that I would have started uh, eating better, working out, um, or being active, more consistent, taking care of my mind a lot more. Because leading up to the surgery, I was just really stressed out. And I think that I was sad and and my emotions were really all over the place and it I wasn't in a good mind uh, I guess a good mindset and I just really wish that I would have taken care of myself before and after surgery and uh yeah so were you gonna say something sorry no I was gonna say um I was sorry I was really listening to to what you were saying <laughs> it's okay I um what was I going to say? Um, yeah, it's, it's, I guess in terms of like your unfazed mindset, I guess in your eyes, you, you know, it was a tuned out like you, you were just not in a good place, I guess, because you said you wish you could do better in terms of your health, your mental state and your like health, physical mm-hmm. and maybe eating better. But I'm just I guess for me, I was just like very like in shock that you're able to just like do that and it was like fine because like I would have been like like I mean you saw me with the foot and the and mm-hmm. the and that simple like leave-in IV I was panicking just yeah like, re- like three weeks ago Sam um <laughs> let's dive into this real quick three weeks ago uh Sam came home from the gym and said that his foot was numb and tingly and we were supposed to go to the pumpkin patch with Oreo and Maya and I was kind of bummed I was like oh, damn it like this means we have to go to urgent care and da 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 and I was like I know you're excited I'm like yo I'm dead ass like this is not like I swear like I could like yo something's wrong but like Sam please. is also known to be a little dramatic sometimes but this was like this was pretty scary and so when you told me it was tingly I was like that's definitely something's wrong um and then you said it was getting cold and I was like all right let's let's go we get to urgent care um right away I believe we were seen uh, you had called to make sure they had an x-ray machine because we thought maybe you fractured it. We weren't sure that we get in. The doctor looks at you right away and can't find a pulse in Sam's foot. And she's kind of panicking. And she says that, you know, uh, we have two options. 
we either take an ambulance to the emergency room right now or we go right now and get a cab there. And <laughs> I hear ching 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 ching. I'll take a cab. Yeah. It's okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. It was it was very scary. She was afraid that you might have a blood clot and she couldn't feel your pulse in your foot and she was really worried because your foot that was injured was freezing cold and your other one was fine. And so it was kind of like this like the fuck is going on what happened oh the running Mm -hmm. that's That's kind of what what sparked it like about a week before and then i worked out on it so we get to the emergency room and um the same thing is kind of happening um that was just such a crazy day to sum it up a little bit quicker um it was about uh we were there for maybe eight to ten hours and a surgeon ended up having to come in and was literally marking like Sam's specialized foot. Specialized in the circulatory system. The, the emergency doctors looked at it. The senior overseeing of the emergency doctors looked at it. Neither of them could find a pulse. They call in the special cardiac surgeon who was mm-hmm. having a hard time to finding a pulse. They decided that they needed to do a CT scan. And in order to do that, and on top of the other tests that they could have potentially have done and also did, they decided to put an IV in me to leave in. And I was just like, why can't I just get the shots and then that'd be done? Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, because we don't know what else is going to be in, in your thing. I'm like, fine, just give it to me again. Like He just didn't want to take the IV. And The thought of something stuck in your arm was unfathomable i could not comprehend that it had there was no reason for that like in my mind and i was just like kind of pissed off because i'm like dude i think you might like you might be dying you might have a blood clot like no offense but shut the fuck up and like let them stick you because in my perspective i've had that in my arm so many times now that like just just stop just stop and it was just like no (laughs) i know and like why yeah and i just finally like you just did it but you were horrified yeah it sucked i couldn't move i was so uncomfortable god i can only imagine what it's like having like recovering from a serious surgery like you know this in multiple days and needing to move like yeah i wanted to get into that in a little bit too you're like oh my god how uncomfortable that would have been i would have been fucking you can't smoke when no, you're... No, 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 like the recovery after I, oh, I was, uh, like, you know, went home and I'm yeah. sure the stitches or whatever stitch on my arm would still be there. I just yeah. be like... Oh, fuck. It's... Yeah, it was intense. <laughs> but nevertheless... I mean, I hate it when I got a tattoo. And that was yeah, like... and that, and that was And that was still um, healing. That, healing was... I don't care about this. Healing was the worst part. Really? Like not being able to sleep on your side oh, or whatever, yeah. having to not move your arm, putting oh my god, putting the Vaseline and the and the and oh. the and the Sam and the cocoa bu- uh, about, uh, and the, the the tattoo glue or whatever the hell on it at night. Oh my god, I woke up and my 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 hair was body. my hair was waxed with that. I was like, oh, <laughs> I, I, oh, I have to take a shower right now. Oh my god, I'm not. Can I live with this not being on? This has to. This I I I don't I don't care if if it. If it if the color bleeds, I'll just I'll just get it redone. I don't care. I don't care. Side note for people yeah. who aren't familiar with Sam's like kind of OCD, he really doesn't like any kind of grease at all around him. Like I'm so surprised you have a daughter sometimes because like she, when she gets messy and like she has boogers and whatever the case is and like. <laughs> 
I know. I, I don't. I don't. <laughs> Sam know. doesn't do well with it so much so that yeah, he needs almost new sheets every night because he feels like they're too oily from the night before. And meanwhile, I'm like, it's fine for like a week, but we digress. Yeah, I remember the first time <laughs> I was like, came over to your house in your Minnesota. I was just like, literally. After, yeah, you were with me like, for about a seriously, week. Seriously, like three nights in, I was just, I couldn't even take it. I was like, yo, like. We need to um, take a shower at two o'clock in the you, morning. Uh, like, do you have another? It started like slowly. I was like, um, so uh, do you have um, uh, another pair of sheets? <laughs> Why? Oh, no, no, nothing. No, I just, um, I just, I just, I just, I don't know. I just, you know, it's good to have a fresh pair of sheets. Uh, really? What's that? And, and I was like, um, and then you, you did. And I was like, um, so now that we have that set, can let, is it? cool to take a shower this is at like two in the morning yeah i literally couldn't take it i was like like dying in my skin i I don't know why i'm like that but but i am but it's interesting though that you're speaking like now maya like i'm definitely like aware of like being like a better figure to her so i'm definitely when she wants to lay in the bed i'm just kind of like come yeah come because I, I I want it I want her to always feel like she's welcomed, and yeah, and just I'm like you'll get over it. Yeah, kids are dirty, kids are messy, and sometimes and it is what it is. But it's funny that you did bring up uh, your tattoo and kind of like feeling uncomfortable and, and how you sleep because uh, right after surgery, I remember um, I remember a few things about surgery. It, it was kind of cool because when I was sitting at this chair right before I went into surgery. I had this really cool gown and they put in these tubes on each side and you get to pick if you wanted it cold or hot and it was just really awesome and I was just like <laughs> Sam <laughs> and you were just like <laughs> <laughs> sorry and I got to just pick the temperature and I felt like this like balloon balloon woman um with this blown up thing and just getting into there into surgery and right before that I remember seeing my grandma and grandpa Rakis run down the hallway and give me a hug before I get in and I think it's just kind of sentimental to me like remembering that exact moment because my grandma's no longer with us so I'm not gonna cry (sighs) okay (laughs) but anyways um maybe I'm gonna cry because like I remember getting out of surgery and um one of the first things I did is I looked up at the clock on the wall and I was just thinking of my significant other at the time because I don't want to talk badly about people, um, but so I'll just give you the facts. And the facts were that um, it wasn't a very stable relationship, um, and this person wasn't around. I always felt like they were missing, and I just wanted to go back up to recovery, and I wanted to see my mom and, this, and my significant other at the time. And um, I just remember feeling like this this amount of like anxiousness um, and fear right out of recovery. And um, I remember going to my house after that uh, about a day or two later. And the reason I was starting to cry again is because my grandma and grandpa were there and they took care of me. And, um, you know, they, you know, grandma and grandpa, they want to feed you and stuff. And so one of my favorite places to eat was Sweet Taste of Italy in Brooklyn Park. And they have like the best garlic bread, but I wasn't supposed to have butter um, or anything. So I just asked for and I was pretty nauseous at the time I had just asked for the bread it's this really sweet bread why weren't you allowed to have butter I don't remember I don't remember why but like they just I wasn't supposed to and so I was gonna have this this 
bread at the time and I remember my grandma like just eating at the couch with me and just talking with me and just being there with me and I guess I just like don't think of my grandma as much and so when I do think of these moments it's a very emotional um and I'm gonna have to call my grandpa <laughs> after this and talk to him question do you yeah. do you know what she ordered <sighs> probably just your typical it was either lasagna or sp- spaghetti and meatballs oh, but I miss so you brought it home you ordered it home. I had them I I had them I they took me home right away well I was home right away and then they had I had requested them to bring that and it was funny because I don't I don't like asking people to give me things but because I had surgery everybody had to wait on me hand and foot and so I remember being like oh, if if um if you ever go to sweet taste to Italy do you think you could maybe <coughs> just get me some bread not implying like hey I'm I, I want no, it no, I know, I'll go right now I'll go right now no 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 <laughs> yeah that's my grandpa and he did and he was always like that he is always like that um anyways right after surgery it was very overwhelming because the pain medicine is kind of wearing off and I had gotten really upset at the doctors in the first place because I don't like pain medicine at all like I it makes me so nauseous and so sick oh yeah Yeah. I forgot about that so I actually got into a that when you first like realized that or was it no that was it was a little bit before I had um pain medicine because I had my uh little shrimp organ out what was that appendix, appendix. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah i think i rem- did it around then so what i really like, just don't like it were you like wondering um why am i so nauseous or like why why, it, why? yeah it's this dizzy nauseous feeling that's why i don't really smoke it's because i just don't really like that feeling <clears> of not being in control of like your equilibrium <laughs> i didn't know that but like i guess smoking um weed is the only reason why that happens is if you have a drastic change in your blood pressure Mm. and a lot of that can happen um if you don't eat or i Mm. think if you eat like if you're depleted crazily depleted and you eat a lot Mm -hmm. that can happen i think i don't know don't (laughs) quote me uh yeah that's that's very interesting because i know i do have like severely like low blood pressure so (laughs) that could be it yeah but nevertheless i um it was kind of wearing off um, from what they had given me and they had told me to take um, medicine at home and I refused to because I still j- I just don't like that feeling and you know so what's I even crazier huh? people take weed to deal with nausea from chemotherapy and I think it, it's probably crazy? like more of like microdosing where when I've taken you know edibles or smoke it's <laughs> oh, definitely, <my> like, <laughs> definitely not microdosing because I didn't know what I was doing <laughs> <laughs> do you remember that one time that, that we uh, took that that oh, chocolate you, yo you were you were like trying because to buy it like, you're like I'm not feeling anything and I'm like are you sure the yeah worst mistake like, of my life th- that was a mistake on me too because I was like well just no i think the reason why is because i was kind of being cocky like i don't feel anything and you're like really and i was like yeah (laughs) bet yeah exactly well i wasn't like bet but i was i was cautious because i'm like all right well i'll give you a little bit more but Mm -hmm. like the problem was i don't think you gave the little bit to me i went and took some for myself and that was where i went wrong I was spinning in oblivion in a different dimension, and it was horrible, and, and I was, I was pretty, crying. I was pretty, like, smacked, but I had was holding on to one last, like, ounce of, like, soberness. To help me. Yeah, I was like, yeah. You know, everyone, everyone, everyone goes through that phase of just having way too much. I, yeah, for some, had it so way too much. I was like, 
15 years old. And I remember that very vividly. Um, but yet I still come back for more. <laughs> no, but um, yeah, um, that was a really intense, tense moment. It's very, yeah. Don't be very careful with edibles. I'll just say that with with smoking it it's very very i've never scratched that happened one time my first time when i really got like high off of smoking Mm -hmm. um yeah that um that That was uh that was the only first and only time i really had that feeling of like i can't like anxiety complete utter anxiety yeah and that's it's when I realized that I would never do it outside again. Yeah. And if I was, it was going to be at a party with friends and I would take like a hit and that was it. Yeah. It's a good, good rule to follow. Yeah. I'm not like an idiot. Life. So I don't know. I guess I'm, I was like going back to the overall thing. I was just like very blessed and fortunate that like I didn't break bones and I didn't like have these like crazy like accidents with like physical activity that like a lot of kids, I think like, you know. Mm-hmm. happens like you crazy you fall off a j- uh, monkey bars and you like crack your like knee open well actually i did have some nasty cuts though but, yeah um, sorry oh it's okay i was just seeing um i was texting my mom earlier about about like what we're talking about um i just want to see if she responded back but uh bah, 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 we were talking about right after so yeah um it was really a weird time right after because once again it, it really sucks because at the time the relationship I was in was really dictating my mindset and because of that uh I dove into a really deep depression after surgery hmm. and I felt as if I had no support system and that was really my fault I mean I didn't even reach out to you and it, we were really good friends at the time I didn't reach out to anybody I just really was alone in my head and my thoughts and it became so severe that about on day four of sur- after surgery, I had this weird kind of growth in my neck and it started out small and it grew very fast and it at first was the size of a bouncy ball and it just became larger and larger and we call the doctor and they're like, oh, you can come in. And we'll try to, you know, take some out. And they did. And they said, you know, worst case scenario, if it happens again, like, let us know and we'll have to put you back into surgery. And within the next few days, it blew up to be like a baseball size on my neck. And my skin, it felt like it couldn't handle the stretching. It was stretching so fast. And um, we had to schedule uh, surgery right away. Why? What, what, What was the cause of it? I think it was just pure stress. Really? I was so depressed and like scared because I thought that the person I was with was constantly cheating on me and was never so so when I didn't get a hold of this person, that's where my mind went. And because I was in such a um I don't know, I don't want to say like obsessive, but I want to say like very clingy, like a very clingy like relationship that I just felt like. Well, yeah, it, it, it's understandable. You know, if you're always scared of somebody going somewhere, you tend to cling harder because mm-hmm. you don't want that to happen. So it's not like an unjust clinginess. Yeah. It was v- with good reason. Yeah. And so that was kind of my mindset at the time. I was very stressed out about that. Um, and I didn't take, I wasn't taking care of myself at all. I really let myself go. I, you know, I had told you I wasn't supposed to have butter, um, or, or junk food in general. And I had 
finished an entire bag of uh, extra cheesy goldfish, Cheez-Its, ended up having a lot of bread and butter. Um, that's probably what happened to the thing in your neck. That's, that's what they said was part of it oh. as well. <laughs> well, it goes back to your point of that you wish you could have been healthier during that. Yeah, absolutely. And so what they ended up doing is, and it was kind of shitty because it, it happened so fast. They didn't give me anesthesia before I went under. They literally put me on the fucking metal bed and... Wait, wait um, sorry. I had to go um, back into surgery oh, for a second time. Because of that? Because of that. And oh, they wow. literally just... Before, I remember, they put me in this nice, like, relaxed chair and everything was cool. And then they gave when me they the anesthesia. And I knocked like, out. Yeah, that was the very first time. Oh, okay, so then I came back again. And then when, when this... No, no, no. So the first time I went to surgery, it was like this... Like I was talking about earlier with this chair, right? And it was just very cozy. When you and first went into surgery from actually getting the procedure done yeah okay and then the second time i had to go back was to get this to get a tube put in my neck so right. and when i went and like the scariest thing happened that i actually had to go i walked myself into the operating room and put myself on the table and saw that bright light that you see in movies kind of hovering over you and it was just like an uncomfortable feeling like i, I felt as if they should have not had me see that because it stressed me out even more um being in seeing like the table that you're gonna be on and everything it was just like very uncomfortable i felt like i was um, like a frog about to be dissected and so uh they did that and i had to have this tube in my neck for the next week or two and i couldn't really deal with the emptying of of the tube um my mom did it for those times well you just like glossed over a ton of stuff so you had the surgery and then you had a tube in you and then so you went home yeah and so this is like had to like thank you for stopping me to talk about this because i think that like i don't talk about it in, in detail like i should because like i get so scared about it your story. <laughs> you just gloss over like a so huge sorry. chapters i know yes okay so let me just calm down and like think rationally yes so after that um they sent me home with this tube and it was you know i didn't realize but when people have breast cancer um, they, because you have a lot of lymph nodes, um, you know, in your armpits where your breasts are, they have to go home with bigger tubes, like what? big, huge ones. And so when I found out about mine, it was just, me. yeah. And, and Sarah, I'm like, mine was so tiny compared to the ones that I've seen I, breast cancer patients it, have. Oh my God. How do you move? Yes. Yes. How deep is That's it? That's what in? I was going to talk about as well. Theirs, I, I don't know. How deep was yours? Deep enough to a point where there was this one night that I woke up and I was like, you know, very stressed out. I forgot where I was. I tried to pull it out. Oh, my Because no. I didn't know where, like, what, I don't know why I woke up not knowing where I was or, like, who I was. It was, it was a very overwhelming feeling and I tried to pull it out and, you know, they had it stitched kind of in as well, just in case that happened. And I remember looking down the tube and it just blood in the tube, just kind of, like, filling up this little bottle. Um... It wasn't as fast as gruesome as I might be making it seem, but it was just, you know, the stuff inside started turning red, and it was just really gross. Um, sorry, Sam. It's okay. <laughs> this face <laughs> is just like, get me out of here. Um, but yeah, it wasn't it wasn't the best of times, and trying to move around even after surgery in general, you wouldn't believe how many, how much you use your neck muscles. Um, getting out of bed was very hard because you're lifting yourself up without 
moving your neck everything you do you're moving your neck when you go to the bathroom when you look around when you look up when you look down when you move your eyes like everything you do and so it was a very painful recovery but that kind of was the worst part and then going in again um surgery for the third time just to get it out and that was I was very thankful and I just have this tiny little tiny little dot where the tube was in my neck um but yeah I think that I think one of the scariest things at the end after talking to my surgeon was finding out that I had this cancer in me for possibly up to like five to seven years. And when they actually... So when you first was diagnosed, how old were you? 20. Wow, that's five to seven years. So you could have been what, like 13? Mm-hmm. No way. Like when we first met get yourselves checked regularly kids yeah and i think the scary thing about that is my levels were so severely down that i it my thyroid was acting like as if i didn't have any kind of hormones in it at all in the very beginning right which is why they thought i had hashimoto's um because it was getting blocked by the like the cancerous yeah i don't i don't remember what i do remember is not wanting to learn about it to be honest because i everybody my mom's googling everything and she's web MDing everything and like this and that could be this and that (laughs) okay (laughs) so here's the verdict you died three days ago. <laughs> yeah. I didn't want anything to do with that because I knew it was going to panic me. So at the time, I just, I didn't even want to learn. And, and to an extent, I, I you know, kind of still blocked myself about, out a little bit of that. Um, but uh, nevertheless, what was I just talking about? Um, that you didn't learn. Oh, no. Uh, uh, that that was just a really scary thing for me because going back, um, you know, five to seven years prior to that, thinking of like the amount of like, depression or sadness or anger anxiety that came with the imbalance uh, of my hormones from this cancer things kind of started to make a little bit more sense Um, how extreme it was yeah how extreme it could have been and how like I felt a little bit better about like my anxiety and depression because that meant that there was a reason for it um growing up my mom always told me that you know you're suffering something called depression and it's not you it's an imbalance in your brain and I always was like stop talking like please stop talking because I don't want to hear about an imbalance in my brain like I can control my brain but like with your thyroid you have no control over any of these things and so like I always advocate for people to just go get checked because they'll just give you a pill and they'll try to regulate your um your thyroid your levels your hormones it could be affecting your weight it could be affecting like so many things in your body um Yeah, pill after pill after medical pill every day. procedures and yeah, and checkups I think, and stuff. Don't forget that. Well, then that's like that's interesting. You're bringing that up too because after surgery, having to get so many biopsies after that, maybe like five to six biopsies after surgery, just to make sure that everything's going, getting radiation. When they do biopsy. Do I stick a tube in you? No, it's even like worse than. This is where like the depression like just amplified because <clears throat> I was going to these. Um, biopsies I you know didn't I didn't I didn't want to bring my mom anymore because I felt badly I know she would have dropped everything to come with me but I just started kind of going to them by myself and um which I which I shouldn't have Jesus that's 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 uh that's hardcore because what what's happening is you you go in and you get a uh ultrasound they ultrasound your neck and you're in this dark room it's trying to be relaxing and then you have this person measuring your lymph nodes 
And so you just hear this beep and then you look up and, and they're measuring something. You have no, I can't read the screen. I have no idea what's happening. And then they know what's happening and they know what looks suspicious, but they can't tell you because it has to go through the doctor. And so then I get a phone call back like, yes, you need to come back and you need to get um a biopsy again. And I think that the worst part about the biopsies were just that you're laying there and there's three to four doctors in the room and there's a needle and it is probably a bit longer than a pencil. There's multiple needles and one person is doing the, uh, what is that? Their, the ultrasound. Uh, it's a biopsy guided ultrasound or guided biopsy, whatever, something like that. And um, they're sticking this needle in you and it's not like, oh, let me just go and, and like poke. No, they're actually like digging into your throat. They're digging and they're hitting muscles and it's very painful even though they give you medicine. Oh, man. You um, would think, oh my, that's crazy, like. It reminds me of, um, this is going to sound like Say not it. at all <laughs> uh, to the level of your procedure, but when, uh, when they were telling me to move in the CT scan, when I had the thing in my arm yeah. and I'm like, wait, 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 you're fine. No, it really, please be careful. <laughs> all right. And to not even listening to me. No. And like it kept pulling me in and out and, oh, and the thing would, no. I would see the cord stretch and I'm like, no. <laughs> Cause you didn't want but, it to pull. But it pulled, it, it on the IV just cord. enough to like not not you know have um any tension yeah that's that is so pretty scary was, yeah that, that was anyways but like that goes not really but to your point no it them. does because it's like you're trying not to flinch you know when you're in pain and then they're just like there's four three people four people around you and they're looking at you and they know things and, and they can't talk about it and <laughs> <laughs> just looking over at oreo right now he dead was like cockroach a in it little dead cockroach with his back his legs up sleepy um but every single time i would get out of the biopsy i would go into my car and i would just cry because i felt like i was a test subject i would have to go through this procedure and then i would have to wait a few days to know if it was like suspicious enough if it was cancer enough um or if it was cancer coming back and it's just like a like a very frustrating well, cycle of unknowns wait. um it really depend. Uh, sometimes it could be three days. Sometimes it could be a week, a week and a half. I think because there were so many unknowns in my life at the time that I was very, like, so stressed out about everything. Um, everything just got really amplified at the time. And I think that's why I kind of, like, just block it out because it was just a very, 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 very stressful time without the cancer. Um, and yeah, I think that was kind of it. And then right after I had to have uh, radiation, which was the easiest part of it all. I just went in, I sat down, um, we drove separate cars, me and my mom. They, <laughs> they gave me this room to sit in by myself. They came in in this like space suit. Um, they looked That's like they were going to outer space with this cup. They gave me a pill told me to take it and I drove home separately from my mom and for about three Did you feel different no not at all I'm a little nauseous but for <laughs> three days I had to be away from everybody because um obviously because if they were around me that their thyroids would be uh compromised yeah um. <clears throat> and it would stop working so whatever they had to they <laughs> they said if if you throw up you have to call a uh a team to clean it up oh, wow. because it would be radiation poisoning whoever touched it 
And so when they gave me food, everybody had to sleep on the first floor. I was at the only one on the second floor. And um, they would run up. They'd tell me to shut the door. They'd run up the stairs. They'd put my food on paper plates. Um, I had my own garbage. I had, um, you know, you were supposed to line your bed with plastic. And my mom did line my bed with plastic. Um, It was just this kind of really big ordeal. And I hated that, too, because I I didn't really realize how much human contact that I, I need to have. Uh, and and I couldn't have any. I couldn't touch anybody. I wasn't allowed to be around anybody. It was just very like, damn, like very stressful. I'm, I'm a very needy person. Maybe I just like love being loved. Oh, busted! <laughs> <laughs> I love being loved, and um, I love hugs and kisses and all those things. And I just that that's that sucked for a few days being alone, like watching movies. And there's only so much you can do, um, before you get stuck in your head, and um. Yeah, that was kind of the process of that, and kind of just going on to now, I I get tested regularly. I love my doctor. Um, I really love how open and honest he is with me, my doctor at MSK. Um, I <laughs> had a few incidents with my thyroid, such as I've ingested too much pre-workout before, and I've given myself like a mini heart attack um it's silly things like that um when i have too much caffeine i'm not really supposed to have caffeine at all because i it can either just stay in my body harbor in my body and 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 do nothing or it can harbor in my body and seven hours later i have a severe like anxiety attack because it just for some reason like outbursts in my body somehow um it's just really really weird um I, i mean going vegan was kind of mostly for health reasons and just kind of want to see like how my body reacted and felt to it um how does it feel i feel a lot healthier but not in the state of like i feel a lot lighter that's why i'm like very hesitant to even so yesterday an example i ordered lomo saltado which is steak fries rice um it's a peruvian dish right well, I ordered that, but the tofu version, and they actually sent me the steak version. And for a second, I was like, oh, like, maybe this is it. Like, this is a sign. I should just, you know, eat it. Well, I was like, I can't do it. And I called them back, I and they like, sent that, it. That's impressive. Yeah, I gave it away to somebody, and, you know. Like it's there in the flesh, right there, inches from you. <sighs> it's, not a, it's not appealing anymore um, when you know how bad you feel after you eat meat. It's that's just a... Not, that's a really cool like motto you know to like associate like i'm always saying connecting the dots yeah associating like certain things with other things to kind of create that habit Mm -hmm. so you create consistency (laughs) my mom is so funny i was um i had asked her earlier today like i said random question um about to do a podcast about when i found out i had cancer do you remember like what came to your mind and she wrote all of these like all this stuff and she's like um telling me how it took like five hours and how i had to go back two days later to do surgery again and she probably remembers so much more than you i know and she said like when she found out that i was done with surgery like she was just on the floor bawling and like she said she had to hold it together and never let me see that um but i actually stayed pretty strong a lot of the time because i knew how scared she was and how other people were scared so i think that's kind of why i just kind of sucked it all up um it's funny how she, uh, the reason i'm laughing right now she's like you were a trooper you never complained you just stayed still like you were supposed to then you want a mcdonald's <laughs> you're like i'm, I'm dead inside 
Yeah, and it's just, like, funny because I don't remember being a trooper. I remember being, like, I fucking hate this. This sucks. Like, Yeah, it's, like, super down in the... In the yeah, in the, like, a downer about it, but, like, I'm glad she remembers it that way because <laughs> I'm sure I was really whiny. Well, that's that, like, talk about, you know, what they also say, too. It's, like, you can say all these things in your head, but then when you say it out loud, it's kind of... It, yeah, that's your statement. Mm-hmm. So you probably didn't say a lot of things out loud. Maybe I didn't. But, which is in your favor because it's not viewed you can't view no one can view it if no one knows it so that's true they were just like wow you're pretty like chill about the whole thing in your mind well to you you weren't but to them you're like wow making this uh very uh different than i thought that it'd be yeah and i guess kind of coming full circle i know we're we're like about to we just hit an hour talking and um appreciate it appreciate it oh, still let my frost breathe. i know i'm so sorry do you want you do you want to open it yeah i was okay, thinking here. about i was like let me not so bother funny. no you should have told me um kind of coming full circle um just kind of talking about or oreo jumped out of bed he is like food food Gotta open up the fries to make sure they breathe. So they don't get soggy with the condom condemnation. Nah, condensation. <laughs> I don't know. Condoleezza rice. <laughs> Condoleezza rice. Um, kind of to come full circle and to talk about this today. There was um about how this how this has anything to do with soupe. Um, there was a point after surgery where I decided. I'm not going to take the thyroid medicine I was advised to take. I want to get that meme where it's like, uh, that thing where it's like, oh, no, no, no. Oh, no, no, no. You know what I'm talking about, Yes, I do. Um, What I have to do after... uh, I have to find a place to put this, but I don't Here, I can take it. Oh, yeah, yeah, I still want to read it. No, it's okay. Pretty much, now I have to take a a pill every single morning, and my levels kind of differentiate, and that's why I get them tested, just to make sure that we're all in the same playing field, and to kind of just jump back into the levels really quick, what we were talking about, um, what I get tested are, is my thyroglobulin total and antibody. Thyro- <laughs> oh, God. Wait, I need to work this out now. Hold on, let me move the food again, because Oreo is getting tall, and he just reached it. He's a big boy. Dang. Was a damn, boy. You thick boy. You's a thick boy. <laughs> oh, that's what I need. I need that damn boy. Yeah, you do as a little sound effect. Okay, so it's I get my thyroglobin, to- <laughs> thyroglobulin total and antibody. I get my thyroid stimulating hormone, which is TSH. I get my thyroxine, T H Y R O. X-I-N-E, my T4. Um, and I also get my vitamin D checked. Um, but those are, that is what I just got Wait, this what, past wait, September. sorry, say it one more time. All of them? That, wait, the hemoglobin you said? Uh, no. <laughs> Here. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Here's a list. <laughs> uh, but I always just get those checked and I like, cause I like it because there's like a graph and it kind of shows you where you were the last time you got it checked. Nevertheless, I am supposed to be taking medicine every single morning to balance it out. And I take it, and then in about an hour, I can eat. Just can't eat, eat and take your medicine at the same time. Otherwise, it doesn't work. So some people decide to take them at night. I do mine in the morning. And there was a time that I just decided I'm really sick of 
having cancer or, you know, the time after having cancer, I was just really sick of it. And I was sick of taking the medicine. I was sick of like, I was having to do appointments and getting tasks and getting poked and pricked and pried, whatever. I had, you know, stopped taking my medicine and I had gone into the doctor and my levels were batshit crazy. And they said, you know, you can continue to do this. That's fine. But uh, I do want to let you know within uh, a few months, you will go into a coma and eventually you will die. Oh, God. And I just kind of at the point didn't care. Um, and which is I kind of already knew that, which is why I did it, because I was just so low in my in my head. I just felt like this. And it, it's very silly, and I feel very embarrassed talking about this because it's like there's so many people in life who have all these horrible problems, and here I am, like, complaining about, like, something that I had already gotten fixed. You know, I had already had the can- the cancer out. Um, I think I was more scared about how much cancer I had. When they went in, they found that I had two tumors, and they had found out that I had about 30 uh, lymph nodes that were cancerous. And um, I think that was, like, such a weird fear um, and I don't, I don't know. It was, like I said before, I was just in this, such a very depressed state of mind that I didn't like, I didn't really care. It's like, I don't care. I want to die, but then I don't want to die. <laughs> and it, like, it's like kind of like so weird and taboo that I'm saying something like that out loud, but it, it just is how I felt. I just felt like a test subject. And so I was like, I'm not, I'm not doing it. Even though I probably like just did it for a few days, like stopped <laughs> taking it for a few days and went back on. But, um, how this relates to Supe. I get really high and I get really low very quickly with this and it's funny and and sometimes we joke about it um, in a loving way (laughs) where I will Sam will be like when's the last time you got your levels checked and I used to take it offensively because I'm like what the fuck do you think you are of course I get my levels checked they're fine you know but um, I think you can tell when I'm really anxious or really depressed and and in those mindsets, if it is because of something bad maybe that happened throughout the day or if it is truly like an imbalance. And I think it's it's important to have a partner who can kind of like see those changes in you. Yeah, it's, it's a work in progress for me to try and find um, neutral <laughs> ways to get my point across in a non-offensive way um especially from somebody who takes offense very easily like i do and I, like i take things personal especially when they're not and it it's like that's a work in progress for me as well you guys ever see like that movie about um these like these out down and out like high school kids from like Mexico in like the school system in like California and there's this teacher who comes in and he's like he's Mexican and he's like okay kids I'm going to change the culture in this room <laughs> and they're like they're like he like tra- tries so hard to get their attention and to make learning fun and then he finally like does but there's all these setbacks because they didn't do good on a test and he's like face it, teacher we're never gonna get anywhere we're not gonna be nobody with our lives that's me and I'm, I'm like, the students no and then like in some but he they keep going he's like how can I teach these kids and it's just like it's just Turlate is kind of like how can I like find the words to explain you know the, re- the the real meaning of the point I'm trying to get across, and it's not, you know going back to your point though it's it's nice that um that you're 
hearing me more and I'm finding better ways to kind of um, explain too so we can kind of come to an understanding. Faster than yeah. later. Yeah. It's definitely, it's a, it's, a, it's a struggle and I think in February of this year I was really battling demons really hard and I couldn't keep up with anything. I felt as if I was a failure to Maya and I felt like I was a failure to you. I felt like I was a failure to my parents, both parents, adopted and my birth parents. Um, I felt like I wasn't doing, I felt like I was very stuck in what I was doing with work, um, which all kind of like obviously led up to Supe. And at the time, you were really focused more on music. And so I was doing a lot of the podcast editing, which was taking us like, well, taking me like five hours to do because I was taking out. I was being incredibly critical on everything we were saying. Like if Sam said like too much or if I said, you know, too much, I was taking out all of those things and it took me like an entire day to just edit this. And it was like very stressful and, and, and like looking at ourselves and like seeing the stress that was going on outside of like Supe and the podcast. And it was just so much of a, a burden that I was putting on myself that I didn't need to. And so I had just decided to stop completely and, and try to kind of like regather myself. And um, it's, it's definitely a work in progress still. And um, we're kind of slowly coming back. But I, but I do, like I said last time, really enjoy these conversations because it uh, kind of helps balance and bring things to life in, in a real way because these are real things that are happening. And like I might like to make light of it a lot of the time and not to be so serious about things like cancer because it's a pretty loaded word and this is nice to be able to talk about it yeah definitely i feel like personally i like talking as well about like you know these these having these talks i think they're really meaningful and one of the reasons why i enjoy talking with you and doing the podcast is because i truly 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 um hope and want to feel less alone you know i want people to maybe listen and maybe reach out to me and like let me know and that they too feel similarly mm -hmm. and let me know too that it's okay to feel that way or i completely understand why you'd be feeling that like don't be so hard on yourself you know because that's important to me because like you I'm in my head a lot too and I have these notions that like I'm the only one who who who's, this is happening to it's crazy like I don't know why you know like people um you know, start start stuff with me like why why do I have that face where somebody mm -hmm. just wants to like attack me I I'm sorry like I I don't know. I just I, I don't appreciate when somebody like like uses three three uh, machines at the gym. It it makes no sense. I I'm <laughs> not trying to be badger your life. I just want to mm -hmm. do this one thing that you're not using and just be gone. Mm -hmm. You'll never have to see me again. Like mm -hmm. like five minutes. I don't even. I'm not even crazy. I'm not even bodybuilder. Like I don't <laughs> take that long. Yeah. So I just. So it brings me back to kind of like like you know too I, i'd love to know if anybody else like had similar things that, that happened in their lives about the things that i speak about mm -hmm. and that's what i get from it yeah that's one of the bigger 
you know, bigger things. And it just makes you feel like you're human again, because I think a lot of the time you have to put on this face, you know, for social media or for, you know, for me, kind of like my parents, like, I, like I'll talk about what I'm going through, but I think it's hard to actually talk about what I'm going through sometimes because they worry a lot. And, and it's nice to be able to just have a place to talk about like all the vulnerabilities you know, another reason like that we stopped mainly is because like I just kept comparing like Supe as a brand to everything else. And I started questioning everything like full circle and like down to like my life and everything and getting to those really deep, deep lows of like suicide and, and thinking about like how you're going to do it and thinking about like, but you can't do it because you're, you know, you're, you're just like thinking so deeply and intently about these things that like nothing is nothing is making sense you can't even form a sentence because you're thinking about how you're going to form that sentence Jeez. like even in your head and I think that's kind of the point where I, I got and um I had I went and took more tests and, and figured out my levels were really high and so we started I started skipping my pill on Sundays and it's good to be able to have these conversations like with the doctor and and um talk about all of these things and be able to say like okay like this is probably why you're feeling this way and and you know this is why you're probably having anxiety attacks you've never had them before this is probably why and being able to actually blame it on something to be able to have my thyroid to blame it on it I'm like fuck you I'm depressed because of my thyroid thinking myself talking to myself like fuck you to myself not you <laughs> it's like oh my god no <laughs> I I'm out <laughs> but yes so thank you for letting me be vulnerable and I'm sure some of these like moments that I've suppressed will come out in other ways and and being able to talk more about like cancer and about some of the things that uh gone through that I kind of just try not to think about but I think it's good to get them all in the open yeah and kind of I guess like slowly ends on a on a good note, which is you know Thanksgiving is tomorrow, and being grateful for where you where you are now to where you've been, and feeling good about all the accomplishments and the goals of your improved life that you're trying to lead, and making yourself feel good and in turn being more positive and focused on things that you can even do better mm -hmm. and the direction that you want to go and so it's nice that you know you shared that with us um sure it was not easy to do um yeah especially it was funny because I wanted to like talk about it very linear and then that's kind of like going out of like place and I'm just like let me just go with the flow because I can't have everything be perfect so if you're listening still thank you <laughs> yes <laughs> and uh, we're gonna probably head out you have your food it's yeah all soggy it's all good and you I got me this chocolate thing what is it uh it's a moose thing <laughs> yeah, I'm so excited. It. um yeah so uh thank you guys again for being with us and hearing us out and we both hope we both hope that you have a really awesome Thanksgiving with your family. And to reiterate again, um, we're always here and to talk to you guys. Anybody out there who maybe isn't going to be with family for the holidays and would like to speak, just know that we're here to to talk and listen to what you got, what what you got to say. <laughs> yeah, and if you don't want to, like, just know that we're we're thinking of you and our hearts are with you and. We'll always be here. Even when you're not. 
will still be here. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't know. I'm trying to double down on like <laughs> the the legit like we're here. Like we'll always be here. Uh, Even when you're not here with us, uh, we're still here for you. Oh yeah, yeah I feel you. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> you don't, okay. We'll, that, we'll we'll end on that cliffhanger. You guys can debate Decipher about it. that after this. But um have anyways. a great night. Yes. Or morning or afternoon. And we love you and we will talk to you next week. That we will. All right, guys. Peace. See ya.